Welcome, everybody. It's time once again for Sales Pipeline Radio. So grab a board, catch a wave, and ride along with our expert, Matt Hines, as he surfs the world of Sales Pipeline. Where are you surfing today, Matt? Uh, we're surfing. Well, we're surfing from the uh, home office here in uh, Redmond, Washington. <laughs> cool. It's uh, not very – it feels, feels like I'm less often here than I am uh, out and about. Yeah. <laughs> It's uh you know we are, it is now September first today uh, we are we are you know kind of in the last co- last month of Q three uh, for better or worse uh, the pumpkin spice lattes have arrived mm. um, yeah I think I, I'm not a big pumpkin spice guy I think this gets a little overdone but I am very excited about the fall fall is my favorite time of year we've got uh, baseball stretch run and playoffs tonight is the college football kickoff. Uh, so uh, as as we continue to sort of hit our number to finish the quarter and then move into Q4, much to be excited about uh, you know, in uh, in the days and weeks and months ahead. So thanks for joining us again on Sales Pipeline Radio. Excited to have you here. We are talking every week at 2.30 Eastern, 11.30 Pacific, uh, right here at salespipelineradio.com. You can find us live every week. You can catch replays of our shows uh, via the podcast at the iTunes store as well as Google Play. Uh, we cover the gamut from sales and marketing throughout the entire funnel. Uh, we tend to focus, we tend to generate a lot of great guests on the sales side. I know we have a lot of, uh, a lot of listeners that are focused on marketing, but I think it's in particularly important to make sure that we understand the sales perspective and what our sales counterparts are working through. Today, really excited to feature David Fortino. He's the Senior Vice President of Audience and Product at Netline. We'll be talking today about lead generation, about generating and creating demand and what's working in the market today as our prospects get increasingly uh, splintered in terms of their time and focus and attention. So, David, thanks so much for joining us today. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. So if you were to think back on the years you've been doing this, um, you know, particularly at Netline, like how many like hundreds or thousands of marketing campaigns would you say you've been involved with and helped launch? Yeah, I don't have the exact number. It's definitely thousands. Um, I've been lucky enough to be put in that position to kind of oversee the execution of thousands of campaigns covering tens of thousands of assets. So those assets could be anything from white papers to case studies and ebooks and webinars and podcasts and you name it. Um, and then in aggregate, all of those campaigns have now yielded in excess of 35 million leads for our customers over that time period as well. So it's been massively fun um, to kind of experience and see the evolution of content marketing before it was even called that to what's happening today and ideally you know how we're seeing things play out moving forward as well so let's talk about like how that has evolved i mean i think and i remember uh shoot like you know 12 years ago doing some demand gen work for a startup and you know we were running 15 second tv ads sending consumers to a website to fill out a form uh and i realized consumer and b2b a little bit different it seems like the bar is significantly higher and significantly more complicated now when we're trying to generate demand in the b2b world what are some things you've seen change to today and what and what are from a campaigns you're running and the clients you're working with what's what seems to be working right now yeah, I think so. Getting to the first part about uh, what's changed, um, I think client expectations have matured dramatically, as uh, typically would happen. I think with any tactic or strategy over time, as more people get experience with it, they become more sophisticated. You know, back when we first started offering this kind of service, uh, it was not uncommon to have a client say, "I've written this white paper. I'm trying to get it in the hands of IT people," and that was it. There were no filter requirements beyond just being in IT. 
And so now the filter requirements generally are not only job function specific, job level specific, industry specific, geographic specific, um, and now we're even getting into ABM type campaigns where only specific accounts that meet all of those above criteria would be accepted, or even going further uh, with install base uh, campaigns, which are still content-centric in execution, but now you're trying to target that exact persona that also happens to be running a specific technology in-house. Um, so, again, the market's really matured quite a bit. Um, luckily for us, we've matured along with it and have added all of those capabilities over time. So that's that's always been a challenge, but we always try our best to, you know, quite honestly, at least stay abreast, if not ahead of, of our clients' requirements. But they're always the ones telling us where we need to go. So there's a there's a there's a a precision of targeting um, that clearly sounds like is you know, is becoming far more important. That 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 Netline has certainly been doing a lot of work for. We use you know so we at Times Marketing we use Netline for a number of our campaigns. They've been great partners. But in addition to the to the to the precision, there's a splintering of attention uh, that our prospects have. I think you know they've got less time. Um, they're more likely to sort of hit the delete button a hell of a lot faster than they ever used to. Talk about how you guys are adjusting to that. Like how how do you, how do the how do the campaigns today have to reflect? the microseconds we have in front of prospects to earn their attention, not just right now, but earn an ongoing attention so we can continue that conversation. Absolutely. So the noise or clutter in the industry is at uh, insane levels, and I don't see that changing. And so all of our customers are kind of feeling the repercussions of all of that. Um, The one thing that we've tried to stress is the humanization of content. Um, philosophically, it's something that we as a company align really well against. Uh, it's something that we've really tried to evangelize to our customers about trying to be problem-solving centric when it comes to distilling what typically our customers are selling are, are somewhat complicated and enterprisey related solutions or products. You've got to forget about all of that and really directly speak to the needs of the professional persona that you're trying to reach. Um, within that millisecond mindset. So you're distilling a document that might be 50 pages long into something that clearly can fit into a tweet, but ideally in a few words describes probably on a really nicely designed cover graphic exactly why this solves the problem that you perhaps are having uh, at your office or at your, um, at your enterprise. And so that's a challenge, though. It's, it's, not, it's not easily done. Um, a lot of times there's even the distinction between marketing organizations working with us, yet a lot of the content really hasn't been written from a content marketing perspective. It's more technical documentation. And so now that's all well and good if, if the user's already made the decision uh, and it's already gone through the discovery process of vetting vendors and perhaps they've got three finalists and they're trying to compare each one of those against themselves. Um, but realistically, from the discovery perspective, that, that kind of documentation and content is really poorly positioned to drive uh, top of funnel awareness. We're talking with David Fortino today, who's the uh, Senior Vice President Audience and Product at Netline. And uh, this really is uh, David Fortino Day here at Heinz Marketing. We're uh, excited to have you on there on, on Sales Pipeline Radio and also our regular Thursday feature on the blog, How I Work, uh, features one David Fortino and some of his answers to uh, the things you do to be productive and successful. Uh, t- t- I mean, is, is you, you, you spent a lot of time at, Net, at Netline. You, you've grown up in the organization. What are, what are some keys to success for you? As you've uh, as you've grown with the organization, grown in the organization, staying focused on what matters uh, in terms of driving Netline's business forward. 
Yeah, I, I think as I covered in the post, um, you know, delegation for me has been something of a pet project uh, over time. I think everyone just takes it for granted that it's something easily done. Perhaps it is for some people. For me, um, I've always been a person who loves to be in control of things, loves to see um, initiatives through from beginning to end. That said, I've been cognizant of that actually being something that would impede my success and ultimately the company's success over the years. And I've uh, really taken it upon myself to try to focus on ways of being not only um, incredibly more communicative uh, to, to my team, but internal stakeholders as well because they're spread around the country. But beyond that, delegating and giving people the freedom to actually carry forward with the idea and or vision. I've seen it time and time again that the acceleration that's bought out of that kind of decision far outweighs the, the lack of comfort I might have around some of those things and perhaps letting things go a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I think everyone faces these very fundamental challenges throughout the day, months, years, and um, you've got to pick and choose your battles and where you're most aligned to drive success for the company. And sometimes that means making some personal sacrifices along the way. Well, it does, and I think you know you you talk about sort of focus and sort of tri- triage. I mean, you can't do everything. Uh, you have to prioritize your time. Uh, you know, fear of missing out is a real thing. Uh, sure. But if you know what your outcomes are, you know what your strategy is. You know, you're able to make those real time adjustments uh, as needed. Um, <clears throat> talk talk about what, you know what, where you're seeing some of these things going. I mean, from a prop from a uh, we talked about the uh, the pr- the precision of campaigns. We talked about you know addressing the splintering attention span of our audience. I mean, is is that having an impact now and moving forward on format? Are you seeing increased format changes? Are you seeing certain formats like video and others start to come to the forefront? Uh, you know, as we sort of kind of round into Q4 of 2016 and think about, you know, planning for 2017 already, what are some of the what are some of the areas and formats and channels and trends that you think people need to be leaning into? Yeah, so I think it definitely backs into the stage of the consumer buyer life cycle, though, uh, as well. So you've got all different types of content packaging and formats that have been developed over the years, and certainly video is really hot right now. That said, video most certainly isn't uh, predisposed for success when it relates to lead generation, right? Most clients or end users' expectations are that a video typically is provided in an ungated format, so filling out a form, providing data to get access to a video is usually not conducive to at least high volume of leads. You might have quality leads because these people are like uber engaged with your brand or your content. The same thing would be said for infographics and perhaps the the uh, excitement around them has died down, but they're still certainly around and they're plentiful in the space. User expectations there is simply that that kind of content should be ungated as well. We've seen perennial uh, success tied to ebooks. The very word ebook um, has been a iteration off of a white paper back in the day. White papers are still being published at huge uh, volumes, but ebooks, if they're done well, I think are taking complicated topics and distilling them into not only humanized value points, but perhaps a little bit more of uh, simplistic execution as well, where there's perhaps a little bit more personality, more playfulness, um, a true voice versus it being just technical documentation. And so um, from that side, if it's specifically meeting the needs of these users and the problems that they're trying to solve, we've seen constant success for content like that. 
That said, you created a video, an infographic, a data sheet that somehow did instill those core attributes, such as strong positioning, the humanized value points, great cover design, strong calls to action, um, and most importantly, the alignment between your content and the actual persona you're trying to reach. You're generally going to find success. All of those things sound simple, yet we commonly are dealing with campaigns from our customers whereby content seemingly was written to be predisposed to be kind of speaking to a different persona than what their campaign requirements might be. And as you can imagine, then you're generating leads for the wrong types of people. So then those leads funnel through the system. They're ultimately getting to a sales organization. And the sales team saying, well, what is this? This is not, this is not who we expected to be calling upon. They're certainly not a fit for our product. Yeah. And so that kind of stuff comes more into the consultation role of what we do for our clients and trying to advise them, uh, to tr- really try to structure their campaign prior to launch for success versus dealing with these things in a cleanup capacity afterwards. Absolutely. Hey, we're going to take a quick, quick break here. We'll be back to Sales Pipe Rally in a minute with David Fortina. We'll talk about some of what we got coming up in the next few weeks and uh, dig a little bit into demand gen, especially get deeper into the sales side and the impact it has on sales and channel format, content format. We'll be right back to Sales Pipeline Radio. In a world where the speed of innovation and change in B2B marketing has never been greater, the only thing bigger is the need for clarity, for a blueprint, for a guide to what's really working. And how about a way to apply it specifically today to increase sales pipeline growth, velocity, and most of all, conversion? That's what you'll find in the Modern Marketer's Field Guide. And Amazingly, you can download it for free. HeinzMarketing.com, just like it sounds, H-E-I-N-Z-M-A-R-K-E-T-I-N-G. It encompasses the entire sales and marketing cycle, but in quick bursts with lots of specific, actionable ideas, strategies, tactics you can put to work right away, like today. The loaded table of contents helps you narrow in and tackle a problem. And it's something you can come back to over and over again as a reference guide. Why not download your free copy of the Modern Marketer's Field Guide? It's free. HeinzMarketing.com, just like it sounds. H-E-I-N-Z, marketing.com. All right, I'm going to get my free copy right now. But in the meantime, back to Matt and his guest. Awesome. Thanks very much, Paul. Well, uh, yeah, like I mentioned before, you can catch any of these episodes of Sales Pipeline Radio at salespipelineradio.com. If you want to listen to our conversation with David Fortino again, it'll be available on demand in a couple days, as well as all of our past guests. we got some great conversations up there with sales and marketing leaders. Uh, you can definitely get them on demand through our podcast at the Google, uh, Google Play, as well as the iTunes Store. And uh, next week, we'll be broadcasting live from Cleveland, Ohio. At Content Marketing World, we've got Ken Thorison, who's a great sales sales thought leader. He'll be talking to us about sales lead management. And the following week, we will finally, finally, I'm so excited. We're finally, finally going to feature Arden Cleese, uh, who's a good friend of mine here in Seattle. She's published a book called Spinach in Your Boss's Teeth. She is a business etiquette expert. She's one of two people, Paul, in my life that I, whenever I see them, I get very, very nervous. So she's one. There's another gal here in Seattle, and her name's escaped me right now, but she is a personal stylist. So whenever I happen to see her, I'm, I, I immediately become self-conscious of whatever I am wearing and combinations and whatever else. And Arden, you know, I'm like, okay, do I do I shake her hand? Do I give her a hug? Do I, what do I say when I do I? Do I have to send a follow-up note? I mean, all those things you sort of think about. She She's the first to tell me I overthink it, but she has some great best practices 
for anyone in business, for your inside sales team and otherwise. So great guests coming up uh, as we head into September, into the fall. But today I want to continue our conversation with David Fortino, who's a senior vice president of audience at Netline and has been in the B2B industry for, for a very long time. Talk a little bit, David. We've been talking mostly about sort of content formats and demand gen programs. Like, okay, how do we how do we integrate all of this with sales and where are you seeing your clients start to adjust their programs and, and reflect a greater level of integration and enablement with their sales counterparts? Sure. I, I think part of it has to do with the advantage of uh, sophisticated marketing automation tools. That's that's certainly something that's advanced and matured dramatically over the time period I've been at Netline. When campaigns were first being structured, structured in terms of lead gen, and even fundamental content marketing then, there was nothing to do with that data. It literally was just going over the fence, usually like in an Excel doc. Salespeople were calling upon it. If they didn't receive immediate pulse, it was dead. That was it. Obviously, expectations are dramatically different these days, and the marketing funnel um, and various drip and nurturing initiatives that are associated with data capture through platforms like ours are vital for driving success and downstream conversion to the sales organization. So there's a huge difference, and I'm sure you've covered this a number of times, between a marketing-qualified lead versus a sales-qualified lead. Having organizational alignment between those two is fundamental to the success of both of those organizations. Although classically, there's a, there's you know many many organizations uh, that have gone through struggles between sales and a marketing alignment. It's just so situationally fundamental to success. Um, if you do not have alignment across the two teams, not only on a strategic level but down to the tactical execution, odds are something will go awry and will end badly. Um, so. We see it at our company. We see it, most importantly, with all of our clients. When the campaigns are set up in a thoughtful manner, coming from the top of the funnel, uh, when it comes to outbound content syndication through data capture, and then ultimately nurturing, and then down to a sales-qualified lead, that all has to be decided internally, discussed, vetted, and approved. Um, when the, when they're not, more often than not, we're dealing with some cleanup issues that perhaps might be right, perhaps might be wrong, someone just wasn't briefed on those certain decisions, whatever it might be, it, it's just a messy situation at that point. It's more more difficult to convince internal stakeholders that you've done the right thing as well. Well, I mean, this you know the the sales uh, process is getting more complicated. I think I saw a study last week that indicated that many sales reps think that the internal uh, sales op- challenges are as big, if not bigger, than the external sales challenges in terms of sort of organizing stakeholders and getting deals done. You know, how much is that marketing's job? I mean, we're kind of approaching this from a marketing perspective right now, and I think there still is some question and debate over who really owns sales enablement. Is that marketing? <laughs> is that sales? Should they do that jointly? What's the best way that you see? To, to I don't know. I think I think my that. perspective would be jointly. Um, it, it's a personal one at best. Um, I think it does come down to skill sets, probably available within a given organization as well. Historical legacy as to where people have found success. Um, if someone's simply deploying 
what everybody else is doing, but culturally it's just not going to be in alignment with the organization. That's going to be a lost cause. I think coming to the table between the two teams, and even if it means butting of heads and some heated discussions, that's always going to net out a win versus just assuming and throwing things over the fence and telling the sales organization to deal with it. Or conversely, having the sales organization go back to marketing and say, everything you're doing is wrong, and we would have done it a different way. I think you know just the general dialogue most often uh, allows situations like that to be avoided. It, it does, and, I, and it requires a mindset that sometimes doesn't exist but can be actively uh, developed that, that is, is a collaboration between sales and marketing that really hasn't happened in many cases in the, in the past. And it's at all levels, right? It's at leadership, it's at management, it's at the front lines for both of those organizations. Where it breaks, right? I think, you know, historically, if that cultural alignment truly isn't part of the DNA of those teams, then it won't work as many times as perhaps a CMO or sales leadership might say this is the plan if it's not followed through in every nuance and every you know back channel discussion it's going to go awry uh, we're finishing up here with David Fortino, who's the Senior Vice President of Audience and Product at Netline. Uh, David, I know you guys publish a lot of great content. You've got a lot of great resources uh, for people to learn more about, you know, not only Netline, but also the way you guys think about marketing. Anything in particular that you want to sort of recommend people check out, uh, either on your site or any assets you have that can help them learn more about some of the topics we're covering here today? We've got a number of great assets on Netline.com that are specifically about uh, content syndication, lead generation and some of the more advanced tactics as it relates to content marketing. That said, I would say that um, we'd love for them to check out the site in about a week or so. We're in the process of unveiling an all-in-one brand-new content syndication and lead gen platform that's focused on empowering all B2B marketers to be successful. They can create, manage, optimize their campaigns through a self-service interface. It's always on, fully scalable, um, incredibly simple. So we're unveiling this at CMW next week. Uh, we're really excited about it. We've, uh, I think we're in the final stretches of testing right now. Everything looks great, knock on wood, on my desk that I referenced <laughs> in that post. Um, and uh, I think you know, from there, there's going to be a ton of great content available for uh, for prospects to check out. And um, you know, above and beyond, we'll be committing to a little bit more of um, uh, frequency as it comes to creating more content with personality. I would say versus structured and uh, documented content like white papers and eBooks and uh, things. That sounds great. Well, quick question before we let you go. Uh, I know I, I see you quite often at industry conferences. You're traveling a lot. You know, I definitely encourage people to check out. Uh, David's uh, contribution on our blog at HeinzMarketing.com, his, his answers to how I work. One question we didn't ask that I'm curious, when you travel, how do you stay productive when you're traveling? How do you stay abreast and stay in touch and, and complete sort of things you need to do for the business while you're, you're out and about? Good question. Um, I think realistically, it's it's a little bit of a challenge, so I don't want to say that it's not. <laughs> I always fall behind in email as much as I try not to. Um, it usually translates into later nights, sitting in the hotel room, wherever I'm at. But then beyond that, my team has always been really, really helpful in filling the void. Uh, when I'm not there, I'm probably talking to them more on the phone than, than usual. And uh, it's seemingly things get done. Um, it's not perfect. I don't think anyone has a perfect solution to that. But being that everything's readily available through mobile devices these days, it's uh, it's somewhat easy to stay on top of things, at least the fires uh, that, that are created at any given day. 
Absolutely well, awesome. Well, thanks so much for your time, David. It's been it's been great talking through some of these things. I know we will. Uh, it sounds like we will see you next week in Cleveland. Yeah, and uh, yeah, as we uh, get into the fall, like the the the, uh, the fall mini conference season begins between Content Marketing World. You got a marketing prof. You got CEB. The juggernaut of Dreamforce is looming large as well. Absolutely. So it's going to get busy. But thanks again so much for your time. Appreciate your input. And uh, if you want to hear uh, more from David, you can certainly see them on our blog in the How I Work section today at HeinzMarketing.com. If you want to listen to this episode again, if you want to give uh, other people in your organization access to it, you can check that out at SalesPipelineRadio.com. And uh, you can check out David and all of our past guests there as well as in the podcast on uh, Google Play and the iTunes Store. Please join us next week uh, live from Cleveland, Ohio. We'll have Ken Thorison. We've got some great guests coming up. Arden Cleese, as I mentioned, Joe Chernoff, who runs marketing for Insight Squared. We've got Jamie Shanks coming up, who is uh, the author of the new book, Social Selling Mastery. Jim Ninavaji, who is a former serious decisions analyst and is a sales enablement expert. We've got some great, great guests, so make sure you catch us each week, 2.30 Eastern, 11.30 Pacific. That's it for today. This is Matt Hines. This is Ben, Sales Pipeline Radio. You've been surfing the sales pipeline with Matt Hines from Hines Marketing on Funnel Radio Network.